I think it's just, you know, the, the willingness to give up your time to go learn, to, to meet with meet with other coaches that have been doing it for a long time or coaches that haven't been doing it for a long time that might have a great scheme or a great idea or whatever it is. It's just always learning and always having that growth mindset. Welcome, everybody, to the Coach's Journey Show. I'm your host, Matt Mullins, and today we have Coach Jay Jensen. Coach Jensen is currently at Taylor High School in Katy ISD, and man, is this a good one for you to listen to today. We get into talking about his coaching style and what he believes is the best way to teach your players. We also talk about goals and how to foster those goals for your players from middle school all the way through their senior year. And I cannot wait for young coaches to hear the advice that he has for them at the end of this episode. I know you're going to enjoy this one as much as I did recording it. So please sit and learn and enjoy this edition of The Coach's Journey with Jay Jensen. Coach Jensen, I appreciate you joining me on the show today. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me on. I'm excited to be here and excited to share my story and coaching. Yes, sir. Absolutely. And I'm excited to learn from you. Um, I'm going to start off a little bit different with you today. Uh, I've typically been starting off by asking what everybody's why is for coaching, but I want to change it up a little bit. I want to ask, what's your definition of a coach? My definition of a coach is a, a very, very energetic teacher and someone that's going to instill passion and instill uh, values into their players and help them be better uh, after they're coached by me than they were before. That's my definition of a coach, just helping kids achieve their dreams and helping athletes do what they need to do to be successful. I like it. I, I like energetic teacher too. It's definitely it, – the word teacher does absolutely fall into being a coach as well. Um, I, I like that definition. Appreciate that. Um, what is so? Let's roll into the, the deeper question. What is your why for coaching? Why did you get involved in this career? My why for coaching is just I come from an education background. My mom's a teacher, uh, so I'd, I'd be with her all during the summer. And I said, "Hey, this is pretty cool. You know, teachers get summers off and everything." Well, then as you get into coaching, you realize, "Hey, there really isn't summers off." So. So, you know, that was it. But my dad always coaches growing up. He, he owned a, a lighting store, but he coached us in all the sports growing up. And I think just seeing the influence he was able to have on kids and, the, you know, all the kids I grew up with viewed him as a dad as well. And that was something that always piqued my interest. So I remember being, you know, nine or ten years old, and I said, hey, I'm going to play this game as long as I can. And when I'm done, I'm going to go into coaching. Because uh, it, it was a chance. I did see it improve kids' lives and make kids happier, you know, and just, just be better all around. So. For me, it was a no-brainer. As soon as I got done playing, I, I jumped into coaching and each as far as sacrifice and giving up things in your life for the betterment of the team or for the betterment of you playing that sport. You just realize that I can't do everything I want to do. Sometimes I have to sacrifice things and, and trust, you know, knowing that we have to trust the person next to us. And, and that's where playing singles tennis or golf or something of that nature, we've got to be able to trust. We've got to be able to, to love those and, and trust those around us to be successful as well. And then hard work, you know, just the, the idea of putting it, setting a goal, working as hard as you can towards that goal. And even if you come up short, the hard work is what you're going to get out of life. And that's, that's what the real life. Sometimes you put everything into something and, you know, you might not get that job that you put all your resources into or you might not win that game. That's, just, that's the reality of it. But the hard work that you put in is what helps you improve and go forward. And then just learning to be selfless, you know, being having the ability to put 
the team in front of yourself and the understanding that, you know, it's not all about me. It's not about my feelings and, and what I want to do. It's about what we need to do as a team. And, and that always, that always was very important to me being a good teammate and, and teaching kids how to be good teammates and teaching kids how to be leaders and things like that. So, so, you know, to me that, that's why I got into coaching and, and, and the reason I, the reason I do it. Absolutely. That's awesome. And I think it's a great reason for why you do it. You mentioned sacrifice. It's something that um, I haven't really gotten to talk with anybody about on this show yet. So I w- I'd love to hear you expand on that a little bit more. You know, what what are some examples that stick out to you in order for you to sacrifice as a coach to help the staff be successful and to help your players be successful? I think it's just, you know, the the willingness to give up your time to go learn, to to meet with meet with other coaches that have been doing it for a long time or coaches that haven't been doing it for a long time that might have a great scheme or a great idea or whatever it is. It's just always learning and always having that growth mindset, not saying, you know, I've been doing this for X amount of years. I've been doing it this way. If there's a better way, I want to know the better way. And I think that, you know, I think that our job as coaches is to put our, our athletes in the best uh, possible um, position to be successful so we can go out and learn and see other programs that might have kids similar to ours or uh, learn from the guys that are doing it the best and say hey, we can adapt this to our kids in the following ways and then giving our kids that opportunity to be successful that way awesome awesome so um, i'm curious about because you're you're in uh, kdisd correct yes sir hey, taylor high school yes uh, can you can you just go ahead and give a little bit of background? What's the area like? What's your what is your program like? Uh, just describe what Taylor High School football is all about. Taylor High School football is a, has a long tradition uh, going back. You know, I've had some good runs, three rounds deep in the playoffs, and things like that. Um, I came into the school in 2014. They've been having a couple of down years, and uh, we were able to to get in and just get to work and kind of get the program headed back in the right direction. And and um, the area is a, is a middle-class area, um, good, hardworking people and, and kids that get after it. We're laying, we're not, there's not a whole lot of growth. We have about 27 to 2,850 kids, any, any, any different time of realignment throughout the years. And um, so we're just, we have two true feeder junior highs, a lot of really good people. Um, School is very diverse. We're, we're good at a lot of different things. We're ranked like the number 17 or 18 public high school in the city of Houston. As I said, it's a great community to, to raise a family and a great place to go to school. And just a, it's a great place to work. Great school to work. The, the kids are all in and the people are bought into being successful and do what, the, do what it takes for their kids to be successful. So we have really hardworking student athletes and hardworking kids that, that make it a great school and make it a great community. That's great. Awesome. And so you've been there since 2014. And then you and I, we talked on the phone before we uh, had this interview. And you, you touched a little bit on what your coaching style is and what you believe uh, an effective coaching style is. I would love for you to, for the listeners to describe what it is you believe, uh, you know, your coaching style is and how it's been effective for your players. Well, I think I, excuse me, I think I coach from kind of a, fatherly teacher approach, um, you know, all, all different kinds of kids need motivating in different ways. And obviously there's a time to, to raise our voice and things like that. But my job, I view it as a motivator and, and I'm out there to help them be successful. A lot of kids, they're putting in the work year round. They, they lift weights, they do seven on seven. They're in summer strength and conditioning. They never miss anything that we ask them to. So I know that those kids are fully bought in. I know that they're all in and that they're not making any mistakes on purpose. 
So I'm not going to berate them and yell at them and, and say things like that. I'm going to, I'm going to build them up and we're going to understand why we made those mistakes and what we need to do to improve. That's my job as a coach. And, and I'm going to encourage, I'm going to stand behind them. We're going to figure out a way for that kid to be successful. I know that uh, kids or athletes learn in different ways. So whatever it takes, we're going we're gonna to go through the steps to be sure that everybody understands their role and that everyone can understand what it takes to be successful within, that, within the scheme on the team. And then also, we're, you know, we're teachers. It's just an extension of the classroom. We go into meetings or we go into film or anything like that. It's as serious as it would be on the practice field. We're, we're taking advantage of every second we have to, to help them learn and help them grow. And, you know, the use of technology and things like that is big time these days because kids are always on their phone. So we're going to do all we can to have, you know, playbook on huddle and access through playbook and different apps like that. They can even access their workouts through off season on their phone. So we're going to reach out and try to make it as player friendly as we can, to, but still to make sure that we get all the work done. And then I believe that we're facilitators of knowledge and we're facilitators of success. So like I said, it's our job to put our athletes in the best position to be successful, to teach them how to be successful on the field in life, to, to be role models for them, to look up to, to understand that, you know, that we're, that, there is ups and downs, but I got to bring it every day to work just because I'm having a bad day. Personally, I'm not going to bring that to work and take it out on my kids. I'm going to come to work and be excited for an opportunity to improve my day by getting to getting to encourage those kids and getting to be around those athletes and um, help them be better young men and young women. Awesome. So when you're, you're, you're talking about, I think that's, that's a great point you bring up and you mentioned um, we want to be, we want to be teachers and you know, we know kids are not trying to make mistakes on purpose. So when you do see a mistake and I'm just curious to see other coaches perspectives, especially yours, when you do see a mistake by a kid, how do you approach that in the moment? You know, you're out on the football field and then right away you see the mistake. What, what is it that you do? First thing I do is normally going to reference back to the drill that we probably had just got done doing or had done the day before, you know, for example, a squeeze spill drill or something up front where we might miss a squeeze down on the, on an offensive tackle and let the guy uh, up to our weak side linebacker or something of that nature. And so I reference back to the drill and then I have the kid, I say, what did you not do right there? And they'll say, I didn't have my feet in position. I didn't have my eyes right to be able to lay my hands. And so we're obviously going to correct it. And, uh, and if it's a habitual problem, I'm going to look at are we, maybe the drill we're doing isn't, isn't preparing the athletes for success. But obviously, I'm going to try to motivate them and encourage them. And if it's something that they're just not doing, then um, I, I'll raise my voice or, or, you know, correct them more aggressively. But if it's something that's an honest mistake, then we'll fix it. Or I'll look at it and say, hey, the drill I'm doing obviously isn't translating into them being able to carry this over on the field. And so I'm going to try to fix that and try to get better, get better drills. But in the, in the moment, I'm going to correct it. I'm just, I might give one or two words. Hey, squeeze, spill, or take away space, spill. Something of that nature just to give them a little reminder of, oh, yeah, here's what I'm supposed to do on that play. Because there is many different things that are going on out there, and they're looking for, you know, 30 different things on different reads and plays like that. So, I mean, it's, it's a lot of times an honest mistake, and we just got to correct it and move on. Hmm. That's good. And keeping it, keeping it as simple as possible. I mean, it's, yeah. especially with how fast how fast-paced everything is, you've got to be able to – you got to be able to just use those trigger words right there and then it'll get, it'll get fixed. It's good. Um, so I'm curious, you know, you've been, you've been at, um, you've been at Taylor for, since 2014 and I've, I've been noticing, you know, once uh, you tweet, you tweeted out at me and then I started noticing a lot of parents and, and kids uh, were just, they're speaking very highly of you. And I think that's just a testament of where, of how you've gone through your career and I'm curious, you know, of how you've developed yourself as a coach. Who are some mentors that 
really impacted you in your career and have gotten you to this point to where you have impacted uh, people on such a high scale? Well, that's, that's good. I did have a, a lot of mentors, uh, starting out with my mom, talking about, first of all, just seeing her interaction and the way that she dealt with kids and, and how she was able to get the most out of kids and really kind of make them almost, you know, do what she wanted them to do, but where they almost thought it was their idea as to what they were, as to what they were doing. And I said, Hey man, these kids are willing to work a whole lot harder, you know, for her because she's got the personal relationship and understands what motivates them and things like that. And then, you know, Going in, just having having coaches, a guy named Lance Moffitt's the head the head coach right now at, at Fredericksburg High School, and holding me accountable. You know, in junior high, I got in some trouble and things like that, and him telling me that, you know, I had pretty much one more slip up, and you're out of athletics, and just understanding that it didn't matter. You know, the plays I made, that you know, that my character was just as important, and doing right was just as important. And so, you know, I, th- I thank him for holding me accountable, and then getting to high school and having Coach Joe Sheff. Uh, be a coach and just under, seeing the relationships he had with everybody and, and how kids were willing to run through a wall for him and do whatever it took to because they didn't want to disappoint him. And Coach Eddie Otwell was our defensive coordinator in high school as well. And, and the, the things, the little motivating things, kind of just the opposite, the flip side of he was a man of few words and the, the relationships he still built and understanding that, you know, still striving for his saying good job and things like that, you know, and just the different styles, but they're all still effective and just understanding that, you know, the buttons to push to motivate each kid and understanding what's going to get each kid to, to work their hardest. And my offensive line coach, Coach Mike Moore as well, just, you know, the, the little buzzwords and things that he would say, understanding that we put in work to put in work year round to be great. So he was going to put us and, and help us excel. This, you know, just, just bouncing around and, you know, getting to meet with, with Coach Orgeron from LSU on the defensive side of the football and, and, having a good relationship with him, learning kind of his motivation and the way he is with kids and seeing those type things and, and just, just being lucky. I mean, being in K Dallas, they were surrounded by so many good football coaches and so many good programs, just having the ability to go meet with coaches and being at the Lone Star Clinic and developing relationships with the college coaches from the area and being at the Glacier Clinic and then also just developing, developing relationships with coaches in our area, seeing how they deal with their kids, asking them questions, kind of going through these same type things we're going through you know, hey, how did you handle that situation? And then going home at night, too, and reflecting back and saying, hey, did I handle that situation correctly with this kid, maybe from your third period class or maybe one of your football kids? You know, did I handle that situation correctly? Because that's our job, too, is to sometimes if we didn't handle it correctly, to go in and say, hey, you know, yes, I reacted. I didn't handle the situation correctly with you. And so the kids understand that, hey, you know what, coach is human, too. He looks at he looks interested and he wants me to be successful. And then they're going to – I think they're more willing to work because they don't want to let you down as, you know, when you develop that personal relationship. So That's great. you got a long, long list. It's awesome. Uh, great to pull from your mentors that you've had before you. You mentioned Ed Orgeron, so I'm, I'm very curious about that. What did you – what types of things did you learn from Coach Orgeron? I think just the, being the, the technique and the motivation, he's, he's excited from the time he gets rolling in the morning – to the time he leaves the facilities, you know, and he's, he's on go, the defensive line's on go. Um, all his football players are on go, full speed. And I just, you know, I, I view that as sometimes the, the guys don't show up motivated every day. And it's our job as coaches sometimes to get them going, you know, and, and to, be that, to be that spark, to get everybody going and be excited. I mean, we get to – I get to coach for a living. I feel like I've never gone to work one day in my life. Mm-hmm. I, I, I get to coach this game, and every opportunity we're out there is a chance to get better. And I think his just – his excitement and his, his pep and his verve and how fired up he is 
carries over to me. You know, one, one thing I remember, we were there watching spring ball and something happened with the indoor facility. They said, hey, we're going to end up having to go to the stadium. Well, he pulled the defensive line to the side because he had to talk to him again just to let him know how serious the situation has now become and that they were going to the stadium. And when you're at the stadium, you're going to give your all. And I just I remember that being like, you know what, hey, this – it was a practice, but all of a sudden now everything amped up 100 degrees because they're going to the stadium and they're going to where, you know, everyone's going to have all eyes on them. So just every opportunity you have, the advantage of it. You know, we get to do this. We don't have to do this. We get to do this, and we ought to be excited every opportunity we have to, to get out there and, and practice and play the games that we love to play. I'd be remiss if I didn't touch on, you know, Coach Mark Roboto as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, was our defensive coordinator in college and at Eastern New Mexico University and just – he would always have some kind of motivating like that. He's like, hey, you could be digging coal in Russia, you know, or something like that. Just helping us understand that, you know, there's a, a lot of things we could be doing mm-hmm. and we're getting to play this game of football. It's really a game. And I know we put our life into it. and We put everything into it year round. But every time we're on the field for a practice or scrimmage or game, that's what all the hard work's for. That's why we lifted all the weights. That's why we ran is to do this. And I think that, you know, that doesn't need to be lost in either is that, we, you know, we don't have to go to practice. We get to practice. We get the opportunity to get better. And I think we have to embrace that and teach our players to embrace that as well. Absolutely. And I'm sure you do that every single day with your players. Is there um, – it makes me think, is there a, a specific player that you can think of, you know, maybe maybe they struggled to to understand stand those things? Or is there any, any, any player in particular where you feel like um, – you completely change their mindset towards playing the game of football and really meeting their full potential? I mean, just, just, you know, numerous players over the years, if I had to, you know, if I had to peg one, I probably had had a guy that's uh, graduating this year for us named Braden Mowry and kind of just coming in and help him, helping him grow up from, you know, being, being real reactionary to, to being, you know, more of a kind of sitting back and seeing what's going on instead of just reacting to the situation understanding the gravity of our decisions based on what we do and just kind of seeing him grow over the four years and mature. And, you know, the athletic ability was always there. The ability to go play big time football was there. And, you know, obviously he's going to go to Texas A&M when he comes out of Texas A&M, he's going to have a chance to play on Sundays, but just the, the watching and the changing of his mindset and him grow and mature physically and mentally. And then, uh, you know, just having the opportunity to be a, be a touchdown club finalist this year and, to get to play in the Bayou Bowl and then obviously have the opportunity to go play at Texas A&M. Just excited for him because those were his dreams and things that he wanted to accomplish. So just being able to see him accomplish his goals and also to see him mature as a, as a person and grow so much has, has been awesome. You know, it's been awesome. But, but really all the kids that I've, that I've had the opportunity to coach and that have given me the opportunity to coach them, um, just seeing them grow over four years from, and a lot of them from six years because we're hands-on with our seventh graders as well in the football program. So seeing those guys grow and mature and seeing the goals that they started with, I still have their goal sheets from seventh grade and I give them their goal sheets, you know, senior year or something like that and say, look at, you know, look where you were compared to where you are and, you know, the growth just of their bodies and the growth of their minds and, the, and what they thought they could do and what they thought they could be sometimes is, is crazy. So mm-hmm. it's, you know, just, just being there with them really and being there through everything, being there at graduation when they walk across the stage, you know, and all that, man, it's just, this huge because we go through it all together and we spend so much time together and work so hard together that you really want to see these guys accomplish, accomplish all their dreams and goals. Absolutely. Uh, you, you mentioned uh, talking about talking about your player that you helped uh, develop from being reactionary and, and being able to sit back and 
uh, really process things. I'm, I'm wondering, you know, what types of things, what types of things do you do as a coach to help kids to not be, to not react emotionally in the moment, but to really, you know, sit back. Okay. This happened. It's time to move on time for the next play. Yeah, really. I mean, it, different, you know, different guys have to see it different ways, but I think having, you know, having this particular kid, he stood next to me for a couple of plays in a big game because he had gotten a, gotten a 15 yard penalty. Uh, for, you know, for for messing with the offensive tackle after the play. And so the game's on the line, and he's a really good football player. And he's like, Coach, Coach, you know, look what's, look what's going on. Look what, you know, look what, look what you're doing to him. I said, no, look what you're doing to your team. You know, look what you did to your team. I said, you did this to yourself. So you're going to stand over here by me, and the guys that are following the rules are going to be playing football right now. They're going to – that aren't going to cost us when the game's on the line. And so, I mean, just kind of, you know, things like that and different things. I mean, we did – you know, went through a lot of things on Saturday mornings uh as well for the for the 15 yarders and things like that and obviously punish some playing time but the playing time seemed to have the biggest effect on this kid and then obviously understanding that you know no matter what you know this the situation isn't bigger than the team and you you know you get the penalty and things like that it's all about the team and it's not about you you know they pushed me so I did this I reacted and I cost my team which isn't acceptable and and he understood that and it just it, it took time but he understood that and and that helped. And I think just having a personal relationship with them and letting them know that, hey, you're not going to cost your team and watch what you did, kind of showing them the next couple of plays and showing what, you know, what potentially could have happened uh, in that situation. So I think just, just going through it, and there's not really a recipe, but for this kid, it was him watching and, and standing over there, understanding that the things he did hurt his team. Mm-hmm. And then and kind of, I guess it just gives him a little bit of perspective right there too. I mean, like you said, it's not about yes. About the team, and gotcha. I, I think that's. I think today that's probably one of the. I think it's a more one of the more powerful things you can do as a coach is if they do make a mistake like that, a mental mistake of uh, retaliating to somebody that you need to you need to take them out of the game so that they can start thinking and understanding. Like you know that decision that I made was uh, probably not the best one, and you're not taking them out of the game because you don't like them. You're, you're taking them out of the game because you want them to understand that what you do matters and what you do affects everybody around you. It's not, it's not just you. That's right. And you, you know, you you want your kid, your player's character to always be a reflection of your culture. And obviously that's not the culture we're trying to, to build or breed. And that's not what we want on display on Friday and Saturday nights in front of packed stadiums saying, you know, man, that those, that team can't keep their cool. Those coaches are allowing these players to do things like that. And it's, it's, it doesn't show good on the community or the school or anybody. Mm-hmm. Now, do you do y'all do any type of uh, character development uh, in the off season? Uh, and, and what do you do to build y'all's culture? We do. We do character lessons at the uh, beginning athletic period, Mondays and Wednesdays, and then Fridays as well. We'll have character lessons, and it's, it could be anywhere from a half a period to to a whole period. And it's just keywords educating athletes on the you know hot topics of today, um, how to treat women, how to act respectfully. Um, ways to build team, how important team and character and culture and all that stuff are, giving them examples of programs that are successful and showing them what they do, and then just kind of helping foster leadership from the older kids to the freshmen while also teaching the freshmen how to be leaders as well, you know, because you want leaders out of each class, so they need to be able to lead their class, but also to be led by the older kids that have been through it. And I think that's the thing if a kid goes through and is in our program and you know, we don't trust him by his senior year and he's been in the program for four years, then we haven't done our job of developing his character. 
And so I, I feel like we do a good job of that and um, just having them to where they, they meet the younger kids and they see the younger kids and understand that their job is to influence these, the younger, uh, the younger student athletes in the positive direction. So we do, we do a couple, we do a couple of different things, but really educating them and then letting the players lead on the Mondays and Wednesdays as well, letting them come up with lessons and say, what do y'all think is important in the team climate right now? And I say, well, you know, we think this, because they see a lot of stuff behind the scenes that we might not see or might not be acted in front of the coaches. So we say, hey, what do y'all think we need to talk about? Y'all come up with a lesson and teach it on Monday. And then, you know, y'all too teach a lesson on Wednesday. So that way they're up there and they're kind of talking about what they see needs to be fixed on the team. And so I think that's, that's been really good too, is letting them, letting them talk and, and, and educate everybody else on a, on a subject. And to me, it makes me think it gives them ownership over over the program themselves. I mean, it's you don't want it to make it the coach's team. You want to make it the, the player's team right there. And I think that's awesome that y'all do that. Y'all give them that, uh, that ownership to talk about, you know, what issues are going on on the team, uh, what do we need to get better, and what, what's going great. I think, that's, I think that's awesome that you do that. Gotcha. Um, um, I was curious. I just – I want to get a little bit more background – You've been at Taylor High School since 2014. Just kind of walk us through, walk us through your path in coaching. You know, where have you been before that? How did you start? What's been what's been your journey, so to speak? All right. Well, my journey. I went to uh, I played football at Eastern New Mexico University. I grew up in in Houston, Texas, just outside of Katy, Tennessee. And then I went to Eastern New Mexico. I got out, um, graduated. Came back to Katy. I started coaching at Morton Ranch Junior High, and I spent two years at the junior high before moving to May Creek High School. I spent five seasons coaching at May Creek High School, and then I went to A Leaf Taylor. I had the opportunity to go to A Leaf Taylor. Um, first time I was able to become a co-coordinator and and work in, in that capacity, and so it was a great opportunity um, to to learn. Obviously, to get outside of Katy ISD as well because that's where I went to school and it's where I'd coached before. So just to see you know see a different perspective and see how other school districts do it. And um, just I was there. I've been coaching Eddie Taylor for four football seasons and then came to Katie Taylor. And I've been in Katie Taylor ever since. And just, you know, had the opportunity to be, be around a lot of different kids and the opportunity to be around a lot of different skill sets of athletes as well. So, you know, I had some very, very top-tier athletic ability kids to all the way to kids that don't. And so, you know, just learning to coach all those kids the same and love all those kids and, and teach them to be the best they can be, I think, really helped me and helped my perspective. and you know, to seeing that, you know, everybody plays for a different reason and everywhere you have different problems. But at the end of the day, the kids are the main thing. If you keep the kids the center of your focus and the, the center of excellence and everything else takes care of itself. And so we just have always put all our, all our efforts and all our um, thoughts into the, how can we make these kids successful and how can we give them the best opportunity to be successful? And I think if you do that, it doesn't matter where you can, you go, you can go, you can scan the globe. And if that's your mindset, and that's your mentality, then, you're going to be successful because you're going to build relationships and you're going to give the kids the the proper tools and things that they need to be successful. Absolutely. So what has been your, you probably got a lot of them, but if you could choose one, what's your best memory of coaching? I'd say my, my best memory of coaching is, is, you know, probably happened this this past season it was just an opportunity for a for a kid. We had a defense kid that we had transitioned from a three four defense to a four two five defense, 
And so, you know, to seeing a kid, he was a safety in the old 3-4 defense, and we were kind of looking at what these guys might be able to do, and he was always a big hitter. And I said, hey, let me, let me try this kid at defensive end um, for his senior year. I, I thought he could be able to play, you know, thought he, would, thought he could be a football player. And so we just immediately started, you know, he was eating peanut butter and jellies and loading up and doing all he could to put on weight. And he went from like 173 pounds to about 270 – or excuse me, 217. Uh, at probably at his heaviest point throughout the season. But kid just really fought. Man, he's a great kid, great attitude, really paid attention to technique and just watching him on film from spring transition throughout the whole football season. And then season progressed. Obviously, at the end of the year, he had an opportunity. He's going to go play football at Lamar University. And just seeing that, I mean, just unbelievable because moved from Canada as a young kid with a, with the dream of playing college football and obviously being a Canada, you know, that wasn't going to be an option. and they moved to Texas and gave him the opportunity to play football and, you know, as a junior high kid. It's unbelievable that he's going to have that opportunity and he's worked so hard and to, to put himself in a position to totally change positions and to be able to go play college football, which was his dream, is this awesome. And then obviously he was really a big part of us winning games and us being successful as well at, on this team. So, you know, he, he aligned his goals with the team goals, but just for him to be able to do that, to jump in that position and then, have the opportunity to go play college football is just a, you know, really awesome story to me. Wow. That's great. And I, you keep, you keep talking about the team goals. And then you mentioned that um, you, you uh, I was just getting really interested in that. You mentioned that you had, you talked to the seventh graders and you have them write down their goals too. So is it just, you, you give them a sheet of paper and you know, here's, here's your goals or do you have a process of, you know, let's go meet with them and discuss, you know, how to develop goals and, and figure out what it is you want to accomplish here at Taylor. Yeah, well, we have a we have a goal sheet. Our, our head coach, uh, Chad Simmons, has a goal sheet, and it has lifting. It has, a, like, obviously the lifting and the running running goals, but then also, like, you know, what, what are your team goals? What do you view your class be able to do? Where do you see yourself in five years? Where do you see yourself in 10 years? Where do you see yourself in 20 years? Things of that nature. So you just – you're helping them develop goals as far as here's where you are right now testing-wise. And we do, it, we do it after we test. So it'll be, you know, here's your maxes, here's your running, everything, and then kind of go in because that's always the first thing we do in offseason. So that kind of sets us, too, for what do we need to set our character goals as well and what do we need to set our character lessons to be throughout offseason based on, you know, what our kids view that our team needs. Well, that's one of the goals we ask. Like, what do you think that our team needs to do in order to be successful, things we need to change? What are we doing good that we need to keep doing? things like that. So obviously the seventh graders don't have as much, you know, basis as the older kids, but it allows those seventh graders to set goals for themselves and to say, Hey, you know, our class is deficient in the fact that guys don't want to show up and work or miss practice or whatever. So then we know the things to address with that class, you know, that they view the things that, 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 and then we can obviously instill the things that we see that they need to do to be successful, but also giving them a say and, you know, what they think, what they think as well. And then, working with those goals. Cause a lot of times once you see the goals, you get to know that kid and you can say, Hey man, you know, remember you got to take care of business in, in biology class. If you want to be a chemist or whatever the deal is, you know, whatever, whatever it might be, it just helps you kind of build that relationship with them as well. But it also gives them, you know, teaches them to set goals and, and chase attainable goals as well. I think that's great. I, I'd love to apply that myself. That's awesome. Um, well, uh, I don't want to keep, I don't want to keep you too long. And, you know, I, I really want to, I really like for this podcast to, be able to teach young coaches as well um, to learn the profession from guys like you. I think that you're 
I think that your mindset on the whole profession is great. And so I want to go ahead and ask you, what's one piece of advice that you would like to give young coaches? I'd like to give young coaches the, to just coach each kid. Don't, don't compare kids to, to you and, and your situations and things like that. You know, I had an old coach one time that young coach was in there talking about complaining about the kids and they can't do this, they can't do that. And the coach said, you know, well, hey, when you were playing, you probably had a lot better coaching. You know, and that kind of that shut the coach up and the fact that, hey, you know, these are, these are the kids we have. So it's our job to find out what they can do and to coach them up and to make them the best they can be. Don't look for a better situation. Improve the situation you're in and really work, work hard for kids the best opportunity to be successful. You never know enough. You're never smart enough. You're never scheme sound enough. Continue to learn, continue to press on, and continue to get better. Because that's the advice I have. And when you're done getting better and you think you know it all, then retire and go do something else. Because this is a profession that's constantly changing. Mm -hmm. Schemes, off-seasons, kids, everything. So you've got to keep improving and you've got to keep moving forward with the times. And that's what I tell young coaches. Don't get set in it, mm -hmm. uh, in your ways. Keep improving and keep being better for the for your athletes. That's great. You, you don't – you definitely don't want to – you don't want to. You don't want to be judgmental on the kids. I mean, you, it's our job. It's our job to mentor them and to teach them and to help them grow. Well, Co Coach Jensen, I really appreciate the time that you've spent with me. Uh, I hope that this was. I hope that this was something uh, beneficial for you, but it is definitely beneficial for me. And I hope that somebody else finds it and listens, and uh, they can take something from it as well. But thank you again for your time, Coach. I appreciate excited for for you i think you're doing a great job with this podcast i'm really getting out a positive word and uh just encourage everybody to to listen you got a great message and to to follow along and do the best they can to help their kids be successful awesome coach thank you again i hope that we continue to uh, stay in touch man this one was great by coach jensen you can tell how passionate he is about coaching his kids and how hungry he is to learn and get better and i appreciate the wisdom that he was willing to share there at the end was by far my favorite part him talking about the advice he has for young coaches we cannot complain about who it is that we have we can't just sit there and say they can't do this they can't do that we have to coach them all the same we have to give our all for them to get better I really enjoy getting to hear the advice from other coaches that have done it before us and who may know a better way. It's just awesome. This has been fulfilling for me, and I hope that this really is beneficial for my listeners as well. It's been an awesome journey so far, and I can't wait for it to continue to grow. If you would like to follow us on Twitter, you can search at The Coach's Journey. Also, you can find us on Instagram by searching the underscore Coach's Journey. If there is something that you would like to hear talked about on this show, please send a direct message to either of those accounts. And then, from hearing this episode, give your feedback. What is something that you took away? What is something that you are going to apply in your coaching profession? I love being able to help coaches grow and get better. But more importantly, I love that this is going to help players to grow, not as just athletes, but as people as well. So I hope you enjoyed this. Keep supporting. Keep getting better. Find your why and impact kids. Have a great Sunday.